see if we can find chapter 1. Did you do it? Praise God. Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to start at verse 26. Let's go Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Everybody have it? All right, let's read that together. Ready, read. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Again, verse 28 is our focus verse. It says, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. That's my subject tonight. Be fruitful and multiply. Father God, thank you tonight for giving us the opportunity and the privilege of receiving your word. I ask that every hearer would be a doer of the word so that we can be blessed in all we do. We pray in Jesus' name, so be it. Amen and amen. All right. Be fruitful and multiply. I want you to take note. Uh, quickly in verse 26 when it says God said let us make man in our image according to our likeness let them have what? Dominion. Dominion. So first of all uh, God's image and God's likeness is an image and likeness of dominion. God is not a subservient God. God is not second to anybody, to any God. There's no God like our God. Our praise team ministered that to us tonight. There's no, no God like our God whatsoever. Our God is greater and higher than any other, right? So God has dominion over any other lowercase G-O-D you could ever conjure up in your mind. Right? Any other lowercase G-O-D is a conjured God. In fact, according to Apostle Paul, it's a demon. Okay? So God has dominion and so if he said he said uh, let us make man in our image and our likeness then that means he put a dominion image and likeness in us so you and I are pre-wired for dominion you know when you can you can uh, uh, when you can take a house that's already been built you're already living in it 50 60 year old house and you can go back and retrofit things in a house, right? You want to run, uh, if you want to run it to run uh, Ethernet cable, that's for internet. If you want to run cable through the house, if you wanted to run uh, sound system, you want any, run, wanted to run any kind of thing through the house, uh, some newfangled technology, you have to go back and retrofit fit it, and it's usually a little tougher to do so. But if they build a house from the ground, they can, they can build a house with those things in mind and they pre-wire a house for those things. They pre-wire the house for a, an alarm system. They pre-wire the house for uh, Ethernet. They pre-wire the house to already have the capacity uh, to do these things. So when you and I were born, we were pre-wired for dominion. Are you following that? We're made in the image and likeness of God. So we have been pre-wired, pre-programmed, uh, pre-set to exercise and walk in and live in, operate in domain. Everybody say dominion. dominion. All right, now, we've been talking about for the last few weeks here about God's vision for mankind. You know, we're, this is a vision manifestation year, right? 
And I, I've been sharing with you that uh, from Genesis chapter 1, what God's vision is. Again, notice the vision in verse 26. Let them have dominion. So God's vision of mankind was that you and I would have dominion over everything. He didn't create men, mankind, to be uh, subservient to the animal kingdom, to the plant kingdom, to anything else on this planet. He meant for us to have dominion. Well, what happened? Sin came in and men, uh, man fell, right? But So then you have a separation now between uh, all people and God's people. So in God's, for God's people, that vision never changed. That he means for his people to still walk in and live in dominion. Now, those who are not his people, they can become his people and walk in dominion. But if they don't, they are supposed to be under the dominion of God's people. Are you following me tonight? So God pre-wired us, pre-planned us to walk in and live in dominion, put his image and likeness in us. So again, this is God's vision. Now we've been looking at verse 28. That's been a foundational scripture for us for the last couple of weeks here. Then God blessed them and God said to them, what? Be fruitful, Be fruitful and what? Fill the earth and? And do what? Over the fish of the sea, so on and so forth. Okay, now, so we, we, we dealt with for five messages on waste not, want not, on fruitful, right? That word fruitful, you remember I gave you the means effective and profitable and successful and useful and gainful and plentiful and reproducing, rich and well spent. So I gave you five messages on waste not, want not. Did y'all catch those? Are you going back over those in your spare time? All right, so God expects us to be fruitful Another way of looking at be fruitful and multiply would be to use these two words, produce and reproduce. Produce and reproduce. So God expects us to be productive, right? We're not here just to be, you know, uh, lazy river kind of people. Oh, Lord, y'all ain't saying anything. So many people in the faith camp, I'm going to mess with y'all faith people. So many of us in the faith camp never have manifestation because we are lazy river Christians. We don't want to do the W-O-R-K involved in manifestation. We think our confession is it. But there's more to your manifestation than just confession. There must be some W-O-R-K involved in it. You can't be lazy and get manifestation. It's dangerous when you get into a faith church like this. And we, you should be in a faith church like this, but it's a dangerous mindset if you think that it's just going to come to you with you doing nothing. I preached some years ago a message called The Danger of Doing Nothing. I'd advise you to go back and find it. The Danger of Doing Nothing. It's dangerous to do nothing. In fact, your Bible says, in all labor there is profit. Well, I'm going to talk to the, to the lights. My fans are gone. I can't talk to the fans no more. Amen, lights. Praise the Lord. Now, Proverbs 12, 27, in the Passion Translation, I gave you this here, and it says the, the B part of that. A passionate person makes good use of his time, wealth, and energy. A passionate person makes good use of his time, 
wealth, and energy. So these are resources. And I, hopefully you got, a, you got an understanding in the last series on Waste Not, Want Not that everything you have is a resource. Your time is a resource that you either invest or you waste. Your wealth, your money, everything, every dime comes to your pocket, every, every penny that comes to your pocket is a resource that either you invest or you waste. Your energy that you have when you get up every day, every, everything you do every day is either an investment or a waste. You're going to spend the day doing something. You're going to spend your money on something. You're going to spend your time doing something. You're going to spend your energy doing something. You, either you're going to uh, invest it or waste it. And God is, um, has had enough of his people wasting time, energy, and wealth, our resources. He's looking for us to get moving. Tell your neighbor, you can't be lazy. Time out for lazy. You got to stir yourself up. You got to get going. I mean, when, when, when are you going to go for it? Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I asked you? When are you going to go for it? You've been talking a long time. When are you going to go for it? Pull that scripture up about, um, uh, about uh, in all labor there is profit because there's a B clause I want you to hear. In all labor, there is profit. I think it's Proverbs 14 something. Uh, in all labor, there is profit. Because I, I want you to see the B clause of that. Because it talks about just talking, just idle chatter. Yeah. Glory to God. I think they got a way they can search it. Because I, I don't remember the exact scripture. In all labor, there is profit. Glory to God. Because we've been talking a long time. You can keep talking all you want. In all labor, there is profit. 14, 23, Proverbs. But idle chatter. Ask your neighbor, how long are you just going to keep talking about it? Y'all didn't ask me. I said, ask them, how long are you going to keep talking about it? Personally, personally, I've had enough of Christians just talking about it. I don't want you to talk about it no more. You're going to do it. Oh, just shut up. Yeah. Well, I don't know what to do yet. Do something. Well, I'm waiting on God. No, God's waiting on you. <laughs> I better move on before I lose you. Because I got to gotta make good use of my time, my wealth, and my energy. God is, I told you this, God is looking for productivity out of his people. Remember, be fruitful and multiply. Produce. And reproduce. To be, to be fruitful is to produce. To, to, be, to multiply is to reproduce. So produce, God is calling you and me to produce something and reproduce. Got it? And we're going to give an account to God. I gave you the scripture in Romans 14, 12. Romans 14, 12 says each of us shall give account of himself to God. Glory to God. Each of us shall give account of himself to God. Now, if God gave the directive here in, in Genesis, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion. When you and I stand back before God, what is he going to grade us on? Not how many times you went to church. Not did you wear a long sleeve shirt or a short sleeve shirt. <laughs> Praise God for holiness. Holiness without which no man shall see God. Praise God. That, that gets you in the door. 
Boy, y'all quiet. Holiness gets you in the door. But the question still is still going to remain, what did you do with the time, with the wealth, and the energy I gave you? Were you productive and reproductive? Now, when you... Praise God. I want you to understand, first of all, when he's saying be fruitful and multiply, what, what, what people have done is they've, they've diminished that, reduced that, down to just having babies. Wonderful. Having babies. Okay, praise the Lord. I'm just going to have babies. Did my part, Pastor. I had my babies. Well, somebody may say, well, I've not had a baby, so I'm, 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 I'm not being productive. You think God meant just have babies? That is a shallow mindset if you think God was just talking about having babies. God is much deeper. God is, is much, much more visionary than just babies. He means, Jesus in, in Luke um, 19, 13, in Luke 19, 13, Jesus said, do business till I come. Your King James Bible, for all the KJV people, says occupy till I come. Occupy. Occupy. Do business. When you, if you have a job, it, uh, your business is called your occupation. Y'all slow tonight. It's called your occupation. So when he says occupy till I come, he means work till I come. Do business till I come. Produce and reproduce. Produce and reproduce. Make something. Create something. You're made in my image, in my likeness. Make something. Produce and reproduce. You remember when God created the heavens and the earth? The first, the first four days he made certain things. The waters and the sun, and, and the sun by day four and so forth. And the land and the earth and everything and the seas. After that, now what he did, he produced but from there, he reproduced. How do you know? Because if you look in the scriptures after day four, he said, let the earth bring forth. He made the earth produce something. Let the waters bring forth. So by his own pattern, he showed us that he took what was already produced, what was already produced, and caused it to produce something else. In other words, he, he didn't make, if you read, read the, through the, through the uh, creation passage, he didn't make the birds out of nothing. He brought the birds out of the water. <laughs> Glory to God. You can check me out. I ain't going to lie to tell you. I know my Bible pretty well. Let the waters bring forth abundantly all the fish, all the fowl bring forth. So it, those things were produced out of something that was already here, already produced. So he's expecting us then who are made in his image and his likeness to produce and then reproduce. Take what you already have and make something out of that. Come here, widow woman. My husband, your servant, feared the Lord and he died. 
the creditors have come to take my two sons to pay off all my debt. Man of God, what do I do? What do you have in your house? I'm, in other words, I'm not going to bring something out of thin air. I'm going to take what you already have. I'm going to take what God has already produced, what you already produced, this oil, you've already produced this oil. We're going to take this oil and reproduce it. But I wish y'all would catch up with me. It's already 821. You ain't got much time to catch up with me. I, I'm going to take what you already have. See, and <laughs> come here, Jesus. Jesus, the people been with you three days, they hungry. Send them away that they may go and find something to eat. He said, no, you feed them. He said, we, they, we don't have anything to feed them. He said, well, what do you have? Well, we have two fish and five loaves of bread. Now, Jesus, Jesus didn't just call it out of thin air. Fish cometh. Bread cometh. He said, what do you have? So once they discovered what they had, he took that and he multiplied it. Reproduced it and fed 5,000. My point to you tonight is there's something that you already have on you. There's something you already have in you. There's something you already have about you that if you would delve into the Holy Ghost, let him lead you, let him guide you and stop just talking and listen to God and put some action to your faith. He'll show you how to reproduce out of what's already been produced in you. You ain't got to be poor no more. You ain't got to be living paycheck to paycheck. You ain't got to be barely making it. God has already given you something. And your Bible says we must all give an account to God. I'm going to show you this, but I might go over time a little bit, boy. All right, now. So God is expecting us, back in Genesis 1, to not only be fruitful, according to Genesis 1, 28, but also to multiply. He said, be fruitful and multiply. Now, I want you to note again in verse 26. Verse 26, God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, let them have dominion. So he made man in his image and his likeness, and then here's the end goal. Let them have dominion. But Barbara, by the time you get to verse 28, before dominion could come, there were some things that had to be put in place so that they could have dominion. I have his image, I have his likeness, but there are some other things that must be put in place that he put in place for me that if I operate in them, then I can get to the place of dominion. Because most of us are not living in dominion yet. We have his image. We have his likeness. Come on now. If you're saved, you have his image. You have his likeness. What's his image? His image is righteousness. His likeness is, is holiness. You have that, right? Y'all ain't saying that. You have that, right? Okay, so from that, according to verse 26, I'm supposed to produce or have dominion. But 28 tells me there's some things that have to be in place for me to exercise and walk in that dominion. 
I know y'all read this a thousand times, so this don't really mean anything to you. Then God blessed them. Now, 27 says, he made them in his image and his likeness. In his image. In his image. So they got it. But before they can have dominion like him, he blessed them. <laughs> then he said, be fruitful. So after the blessing, be fruitful. And multiply, then you can have dominion. Well, y'all are getting this by Friday. Be, he blessed them, told them to, that blessing empowered them to be, be, be is a, it's a, it's a, it's a verb. It means to, to, for that to happen. Be fruitful and multiply. From that, you can fill the earth and subdue, bring it under your subjection now you can have dominion. The plan from the beginning was for them to have dominion. For you to have dominion. For me to have dominion. But before I can walk in that, I've got to walk in the blessing. I've got to be fruitful. Come on. I've got to be, multiply. I've got to fill the earth or my, my space. I've got to subdue it. I've got to bring everything under, everything under my feet. Then I can have dominion. Boy, y'all look good. Now listen, that word dominion comes from the Hebrew word rada, R-A-D-A-H, which means to rule or reign. It means to rule or reign. So when he said, let them have dominion, let them have rule or reign, he's in verse 28, have dominion. Rule or reign. But when you see again in 28, hopefully y'all see this, you cannot rule or reign until. Anybody tired of being under? Good. You know why? Because you ain't supposed to be under. You're supposed to be over and on top of everything, in every situation, never under anything. And what's between you and dominion is blessing, fruitfulness, and multiplication. Now again, look what it see in verse 28, that dominion isn't possible until after they're blessed, fruitful, and multiplied. Yeah, we've been blessed. <laughs> I'll show you this here. So there's no dominion without that, without blessing, without fruitfulness, and multiplication. Now, uh, just to reiterate, I'm not talking about having no babies. Just to make sure you understand, I'm not talking about having no babies. Because some of y'all might say, well, I already had my babies, I'm done. This, this is not that. I'm, talk, I'm talking about ruling and reigning. I'm talking about ruling and reigning. Let them have dominion. So if your kids 
if your kids can make you rule and reign, then, then our grandmamas and great-grandmas, when they have 14 of them, they'd have been ruling and reigning. That, ain't, that can't be what he's talking about. How many of y'all know about your grandmamas and great-grandma? They used to have 14, 15, and 18 of them around the house. And somehow they can feed all of them. Somehow I made it to church on time. <laughs> so that again Radha, everybody say Radha it means to rule or reign now I want this media please put up the scripture Proverbs 22 verse 7 Proverbs 22 verse 7 I want you to see this here glory to God it says y'all can read it the rich rules over the poor. The rich rules, radars over the poor. Oh boy. I don't know if they can handle this, Chris. The rich rules or have dominion over the poor. Now, that's what God said all men supposed to have, which meant there was supposed to be no poor. But when sin came in, that created two classes. The rich and the poor. Notice the middle class I ain't mentioning here. Oh, y'all better, better hear what I'm saying to you. See, everybody watching all the election stuff right now, and the, the you know, men are Democrats because there's, there's no, nothing in the Republican side. They don't have to do anything. But the Democrats, and everybody, you're going to hear them champion, we here for the middle class. Bible never talk about a middle class anywhere. There's no such thing in the, in the whole Bible of a middle class. The middle class is fake. The middle class is fake. The middle class only exists to make the rich rich. There's a book that's in me, I'm going to write it one day, called The Middle Class Mirage. Because what the middle class is, it's a people who are, they come up to a certain level and the rich tell them, hey, we'll loan you money to get that house or that car, that job or that, 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 uh, that, that degree you want or whatever you want, or your furniture and your, your, you know, your, your vacation. We'll, we'll loan you the money for that. So that, they don't loan to the poor, they loan to the middle class. It's the people who think they're in the middle class. They loan to them. What happens is those people in the, in the middle class, they go from middle class to poor. While the rich live off what the middle class think they're doing. It's called the Babylonian system. If you read Revelation, it talks about that. How that Babylon got rich off the backs of everybody. It's off the middle class. But there's, in the Bible, there's no middle class. It only talks about the rich or the poor. Well, which one you think your God wants you to be in? The rich. Why? The rich rule over the poor. But that ain't right. That's just the way it is. He didn't say the rich should or the rich shouldn't. He just, he just said the rich rule. That's, it's just a fact. It's a dominion that, that is there when you have money. Yeah. See, everybody's trying to make, I'm trying to get into the middle class. There's no such thing. 
There's no such thing as a middle class. It, does, it doesn't exist. It's, 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 a, it's a talked up term by, by politicians. It's a talked up term. It doesn't really exist. Either, uh, I think Tyler Perry made a show, either you the have or you the have not. Am I right? Is that Tyler Perry? I don't know. I've never watched the thing. Either one of the two right there. And God in, his, in Deuteronomy 15 said, there should be no have nots among you. The blessing of the Lord will make you a have. You know how I know you have? 2 Corinthians 9 and verse, uh, uh, no, yeah, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8 says, God is able to make all grace abound towards you so that you always have, always have, always have. You're supposed to be a half. You know what James said? He said, you have not. If you have not, it's because you just ain't asked. Well, I'm preaching the whole side message here, but this is helping me right now. Only people that have nots are the ask nots. Or they have not because they ask amiss. Keep it on their own lust. So if I change my approach in asking, my motivation for asking, I move from the have nots to having all grace abound toward me and always having all sufficiency for all things. I move from a have not to a have. That was worth the price of admission right there. Y'all ain't said nothing. Man, man, man. If I heard, if I heard what y'all had just y'all heard, I would have been probably against that wall like, oh, my God. Y'all, like, I ain't saying nothing to you. I'm, I'm telling you, God, this is God's agenda, his vision for you. And what you and I got to do is go ahead and agree with God and stop agreeing with politicians and the man. God, I don't mean for you to be rising up to the middle class. <laughs> you think Jesus, ye, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor to you through his poverty might be middle class. What did he say? Rich. Because when you're rich, you have dominion. Proverbs 22, 7, look at what the, the bottom half of that says. And the borrower. Now, you know you can't be in dominion when you're a servant. I mean, that just don't, you already know that. That's just common sense, hopefully. This is a Black History Month, right? Put it, put it in the CEV. Put it in the CEV for all of my black people online. The colored edition version. No, you can't call us colored, man. That's offensive. White people are colored. Right? White people are colored if you understand science. Black is the absence of color. White is all colors combined. Scientifically. 
So if, if anybody should be colored, we should call white folk color. No, I'm just trying to help y'all. y'all. This is Black History Month, right? You call me colored, I'm going to call you colored. You got all them colors mixed up, not, not me. Okay, not called Cushite. Let's call it Cushite. Okay. The poor are ruled by the rich. The poor are ruled by the rich. And those who borrow are slaves of money lenders. Now, in Black History Month, that, that word slave should offend the mess out of you. I hope it does. That's what happened to me a few years back. When I, when I read that verse in different translations, it says slave. I said, whoa, wait a minute. You're not going to call me no slave. I'm getting out of debt now. But according to this, if you are indebted to a money lender, it calls you a slave. So the point being, you cannot be in dominion when you're poor or you're in debt. Y'all got quiet in this uh, Baptist church here. It's offensive, isn't it? I said it's offensive, isn't it? So you can't be poor and have dominion, and you can't owe everybody in town and be in dominion. God knows that. Satan knows that. The lenders know that. Think y'all talking a little different now, y'all? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like it. Yes, sir. I like that. You hold your head up now, D. You like, yeah, praise the Lord. That's right. I know that's right. Praise God. So, notice again the rich rule. So, God needs you rich. So you can rule. There's, a, there's an old saying, uh, I don't know how old it is, but I've heard it many years. It says, uh, the golden rule, you know the golden rule? Not, not, not the one you learned in preschool, doing others as you would have them doing to you. The golden rule is he who has the gold makes the rules. In the business and the, and the, and the economic and the governmental world, he who has the gold makes the rules. That's the real golden rule that the one, the one you, we learn in preschool, they don't go by that. They don't do others as they would have them do it to them. They don't go by that. They, the rich answer roughly. Because he who has the gold makes the rules. Y'all got to hear what I'm saying to you. You see, because this is a year of vision manifestation. God's vision. And God's vision goes back to Genesis 1.26. Let them have dominion. And he can't, you and I can't rise up to dominion when we're poor and when we're in debt. So he, his plan is to bring you out of poverty and out of debt this year. 
Now, how many of y'all will say, okay, God, yes, 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 you can do it this year? See, because he, he, you understand, he needs us. For example, I mentioned about being on television, right? Now, you know, there are certain places, in fact, let me just, I, I heard this the other day, I read this article by, uh, uh, about Kanye West. And he was talking about, he was, he was at one of the concerts, he was talking about how all these recording companies that are out there, they have these rules. And he was ranting about it. And these rules are that you cannot mention Jesus anywhere in your, in your raps and in your music. In your recording contracts, they state that you cannot mention Jesus. You understand? This is why you and I have to be rich. Because when you're rich, we set up our own recording companies. We have our own publishing companies. Are you following what I'm saying to you? But if we don't have the goal, we don't make those rules. So you have to now abide by their rules. Are you hearing me? See, I'm, what I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get you to see something here. I would love for all y'all to be out of, part, out, of, out of poverty, out of debt, you know, so you can feel good and better about yourself and, you know, breathe easier. But this ain't, ain't really about you. This ain't, this ain't, I ain't really preaching about you. I'm talking about God's kingdom. I'm talking about God's vision. Because we have a lot to do and not a lot of time to do it. Matthew 24, 14. I was about to go there, baby. This gospel of the kingdom must be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. That's our responsibility. The world is not going to fund or finance the gospel going out. The world is not going to build churches. Matter of fact, you know, you know what the world's doing? You know what the world's doing? They're foreclosing churches. They are foreclosing on churches. People in the world buying up church buildings that, got, that are vacant and because pe people can turn, turn them into these regular houses. Some of the, one of the worst things I saw here in this city just, just hurt me to my heart was to see a big church uh, turn into, a, into a, 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 a mosque for Muslims to worship in. Like, oh, I mean, nobody could get that church. You know why? Nobody had any money. Oh, y'all follow what I'm saying to you? I, I'm, not, I'm not yelling, hopefully. I'm not yelling at you. I'm, I'm not yelling at you. I'm trying to yell into you. This is way beyond you. You being rich, you being uh, out of debt, which simply out of debt simply means now you're free to serve God with your money. That it's God's idea. He needs that. Because God, it will be... It will be illegal for God to just come make stuff happen in the earth. It will be illegal. So he has to use the legal route, and that's you and me. Are you following me? The legal route for God to accomplish things in the earth is through you and me. So that's why he needs us to, to be rich so we can now exercise our dominion. Put the devil in his place, praise God. Well, I'm excited about it. All right? So, God needs us rich so we can rule. Now, how does this happen for his people? Again, the system we've just showed you is there's an order to it. 
Blessing, fruitfulness, multiplication. Blessing, fruitfulness, multiplication. This is Genesis chapter 1, right? Pull up Genesis 9-1. Look at God's words to Noah. God's words to Noah. So God, now this is after the flood. This is God, this is after the flood. Right? Hallelujah. So God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. He blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. The three I want you to take note of, again, is the blessing, fruitfulness, multiplication. That's how it works. Blessing, fruitfulness, that's production, and then multiplication is reproduction. It's, it's, a, it's a, uh, an acceleration. I'll show you this here if I have time. Y'all got Genesis 9-1? Okay, put up Genesis 17-20. Genesis 17, 20. And as for Ishmael, this is God talking to Hagar. And as for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. He shall beget 12 princes and I will make him a great nation. Notice it's still the same order. I'm going to bless him. I have blessed him, he said. I'm going to make him fruitful, and then I'm going to multiply him exceedingly. All right, one more. Jacob, Genesis 28, verse 1. Let's start Genesis 28, verse 1. Let's do that. One, two, three. Let's give just, just context. Then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan, verse 2. Arise, go to Padanaram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. Verse 3. May God Almighty bless you, come on, make you fruitful, come on, multiply you that you may be. So the greatness of Ishmael, of Noah, of Jacob, of any patriarch you read about, Starts with the blessing, fruitfulness, and multiplication. Can y'all handle this here? Now, I hope you understand, uh, just like it's been for the last 20, 21 years, this is really one long series from 21 years ago. Y'all got it? So we just went through this whole five messages on waste not wanting that was on fruitfulness. The blessing, I've taught that for years. We have the blessing. Remember, blessing, fruitfulness, multiplication. So the blessing, Proverbs 10, 22, y'all know it, right? The blessing of the Lord, it makes middle class. It makes you just barely get by. So notice then the, the point of the blessing. Man, I wish y'all would catch me when I said Notice the point, the purpose of the blessing. Yeah, everybody's struggling to say it. The purpose of the blessing. Oh, how you doing, child? I'm blessed. Really? How you doing? Well, you know, 
I lost everything I have, but I'm blessed. <laughs> the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. This only got one direction. I had a friend of mine, well, was in the guy in his church. He had his uh, truck one time. I won't say his name. But uh, remember this, our, our buddy's truck wouldn't go in reverse. <laughs> and everywhere you go, all you do is go forward. The truck, the transmission was stuck. Well, God's transmission is stuck. It only goes forward. It only goes one direction. And, and not only does it have a direction, it has a destination. The blessing makes one rich. It makes one rich. So that's the direction it's going, and it's not going, no, it won't stop working on you until Jesus comes, first of all. But it, it, it'll keep going until the blessing is an empowerment and divine enablement, right? And its goal, its purpose, its point is to make you rich. Rich. Why? Because the rich rule over the poor. It, it ties right back to Genesis 1, uh, verse 28. Remember God blessed him and said be fruitful? Remember one of the definitions of fruitful was rich? Rich? Rich. Say I'm rich. I'm rich. I don't feel rich. I ain't asked ask you how you feel. If I told you to say I'm black, you wouldn't have a struggle saying I'm black. Say I'm black. I'm black. Say it again. Say I'm black. I'm black. Let me ask you a question. Did your soul have any struggle saying that? No. Saying I'm black. Why? Why, why didn't it have any struggle? It's a fact. You've been there all your life? How you know? Who told you you were black? Who told you you were black? Okay, let me ask you, if you were the only person on this planet, how could you find out you were black? How, how could you find out? How would you know? How, how, would you, how would you define you were black? No, I mean, I mean let's, we know what black means. Let's, let's say, let, how, would, how would you find out? What's an easy way of finding out? If, if, okay, let's, let's, let me help you. Let me, let me make, make my, my story clear. If you woke up out of a six-month coma, how, and you wonder, well, what color am I? How would you find out? You what? A mirror. This word is a mirror. So you know you're a black without doubt, and you can say it just as easy as, as, as your last name because you've been looking in the mirror. You know, I know I'm black. You can't convince me I'm not black. 
So if you look in this mirror enough, this is a rich mirror. <laughs> Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. This is a rich mirror. And the reason why some of you are still struggling to say it is because you ain't looked in here enough. You keep looking at your account. At your pocket. At your surroundings. But if you look into the mirror of God's word, you'd recognize you're rich. If you're blessed, you're, you're rich waiting to happen. I mean, you're rich rich waiting to manifest. Y'all getting this here tonight? So the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and has no sorrow with it, right? Okay, so the, the course is, before you have dominion, is blessing, then fruitful, Right now, remember fruitful, I told you, that God gave us a scripture in Proverbs 12, 27, I think it was, the passion about making good use of your time, of your wealth, and your energy, right? So fruitfulness is, is making good use of everything. You're producing something. And the last one is multiplication. Got it? Thank you, Lord. I got a few more minutes with you. I'm trying to put as much as I can in your last few minutes. Say the blessing. blessing. Fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. Multiplication. Multiplication. Say, I am blessed. blessed. How many of y'all know that? Okay, so you already have what you need. Remember Mama Berta preached a message at our last camp meeting that we ever had. Uh, You've got what it takes. Powerful. I'd, I'd never seen that woman of God preach like that. You've got what it takes. See, if you've got the blessing, you already have what it takes to be fruitful and multiply. You got it? Now, so multiply. Everybody say multiply. The uh, dictionary, Merriam-Webster defines multiply as to increase in number, especially greatly, or in multiples. To increase in number. But the key part here is especially greatly. Or in multiples. That's important that you have or know that last part of that. Because to increase in number you could simply add. Right? Two plus two. It's four. You can add. But to increase greatly or to especially in multiples, you, you move to a different uh, function. And God is trying to shift our function from addition to multiplication. Years ago, I preached a message for you all, to you all, entitled, First Addition, Then Multiplication. Good God Almighty. First addition, Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be. So God had to get us to learn, first of all, of all about addition. When you go through elementary school, they don't start you out with, with uh, multiplication and exponents and prime factorization. They don't teach you the foil method in first grade. Remember the foil method? Nobody. <laughs> First, 
outside, inside, last, right? Okay. They don't, they don't teach you, the, they don't teach you the, the Pythagorean theorem in the first grade. A squared plus B squared is C, you know. Quadratic equation, Y equals MX. No, that's the slope, slope intercept. Okay, anyway, anyway, you're not going to put me on, on the spot. So this is addition. And you have to master addition. It's you, it's, it's the, the children of, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Wow. The children of Israel in the wilderness learned addition. In the wilderness, God would add manna to them each day. He would add quail to them each day. He'd add water out of a rock. But they had no way of multiplication. But once they crossed out of the wilderness into the promised land, the Bible said the manna ceased. Now they live off of the fruit of that land, fruit containing seed. So they move from addition in the wilderness to multiplication in the promised land. Well, y'all better catch what I'm saying to you. We've been in the wilderness long enough. But God's ready to shift us this year. Everybody, if you, if you will let him, out of the wilderness, including all your debt, including all your lack, including all your poverty, shift you out of the wilderness into the promised land, and when you shift, you're going to shift from addition to multiplication. Well, you'll begin to add, you'll begin to add, especially greatly or in multiples. Oh, y'all just, y'all boy. In multiples. Multiples. You know what multiples is, right? Uh, you, get, you got multiple cars. You got multiple houses. You know, you know, you know, how, you know how people, you know, in, 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 in a certain... Uh, Finance category, they, they, it's all they can do. They can ask the bank, can I add on to my house? God said, I'm going to move you way past adding on. I ain't going to have you add on. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give you a multi-unit dwelling. Multi, that's apartment buildings and condominiums and townhomes and multiples. God ready to increase the body of Christ with multiples. I know add no hours. Talk about multiplying you. Well, you got staff under you. And they got staff under them. He's going to raise you up altitude and put you over. A mother too, so you can live with plenty too. You better write that down. He's gonna raise you up in altitude to put you over a mother too, so you can live in plenty too. Did y'all just catch what I said to you? Did you catch that? He's gonna raise you up 
in altitude to a new level. Put you over a multitude so you can live in plenitude. P-L-E-N-I-T-U-D-E, plenitude. It means having plenty. I don't know if y'all caught what I said. He said this word multiply, this is not the dictionary here, to increase especially, greatly, or in multiples. Multiplication is accelerated addition. It's addition, but in an accelerated way. We learned when we were in school, you could do three plus three plus three, or you could just do three times three. It took more, took more time, more space to do three plus three plus three than it was just go three, three times three. You better catch what I'm saying. In a vision manifestation year, God has said, I ain't got time to be the ad no more. He ready to multiply you. The Bible, he, God, God has said, I'll bless you and, and, and add to you. He said, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to multiply you. Father, let them, let, them, let them hear what I'm saying. Lord, Father, let them, let them receive what you're saying tonight. Y'all just pray in tongues for a moment. Just pray. pray. If you don't pray in tongues, pray in English. Just, just pray so you can receive what, what the Lord's saying to you tonight. I, I need your spirit wide open to this tonight. I need your spirit wide open to this tonight. I need, all, I need your soul to get out of the way so you can let the Holy Ghost Put in you the seed of this word. He's trying to put in you. God is ready to multiply his people greatly. In the name of Jesus. 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 Put Isaiah 60 verse 22 on the screen, please. Isaiah 60 verse 22 on the screen, please. A little one, one. A little one, Jesus. A little one shall become a thousand. Now, if you're going to add, how long would it take you to do ones to get to a thousand? One plus one is two, two plus one is three, three plus one is four, four plus one is five. Plus, that'll take you too long. That's the track you've been on up until now. But when God begins to hasten things, when he said, I'm going to hasten, I ain't got time to be adding no more. I'm about to multiply you greatly. You're going to go from one to a thousand in no time. I wish two people just shout real loud or something. Just I know who. I'm going to be willing and obedient. In fact, if you read Isaiah 119 in the Living Bible, 
He says, if you will be willing and obedient, I will make you rich. It ain't about your expertise and your connections and your hookups. It's can you be willing and obedient to what God says? Because if he can find somebody willing and obedient, he said, I'm going to make you rich. I'm going to make you rich. I'm going to take you from one to a thousand. I'm going to make a small one a strong nation. I'm going to hasten it in his time. I have news for you, baby. It's time. It's God's time. It's the kingdom time. It's our time. <laughs> when I was in school, we used to have to learn our timetables. Multiplication facts. They need to do that today to these kids. They don't practice their multiplication facts. I'm giving you the multiplication facts tonight. I'm showing you how it's going to work. He bless you. You be fruitful and you're going to multiply. That's the fact. Sit down. Right? Let me, let me, give me, give me, give me, give me uh, uh, nine minutes. Give me nine minutes. Multiply. Everybody say multiply. multiply. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You have no clue where God's got to take you. You, I'm telling you by the looks on your face, you have no idea where God's about to take you. Life as you know it is over. Life as you have been living it is over. You have moved into a time of acceleration by Almighty God. And all you have to do is just take the brakes off. He told us that in 2018 is for now. Take the brakes off and flow with God. I've been watching my spiritual dad, and he talked to us, and, and we, we've got this thing, and I, I see it not only in him, I see it in others, that, that there's now a sense of urgency. Move now. Just move now. Whatever you're going to do, do it now. This, this, you understand this is what God is saying. Whatever you're going to do, do it now. Because, he, because now is the time that his grace is going to come on you to just make things that begin to fly. To take you to a whole different level of operation. Because he needs it. He needs us to buy up all these airwaves. Take off all these buildings. You know, you know, in the retail industry, in the retail industry, they are shutting down stores left and right. Now, in, our, in my little finite mind, it seems to me that these are opportunities for churches and kingdom businesses to be taken over all how this girl got all this equipment was because somebody's stuff shut down. And the good thing about it that made me most delighted was, with her was that she was ready when the opportunity came. 
she had a store of seed. Because your business needs some seed too. She had a store of seed ready so when the opportunity came, boom, she could move on it. So it seems to me, Trish, that what you've been thinking about, God is saying, I'm, I'm done thinking. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Take the parking brake off. Get your foot off, off the brake. You ever seen, seen people that they drive with both feet? You hate driving. Somebody, both feet. Mama, you're going to make me sick in this. this jerking me. Get your foot off that brake. Let's go. God is saying this, people. Let's get your foot off that brake. Let's go. So you'll find your building in the next in the next seven days. You'll find your building in the next seven days. You'll find it. You'll find it. Just be ready. Just be ready. Just be ready. All kind of doors are going to open up for you, for God's people. In the world, they panic and everything's turning. Yes, there's a transfer. Oh, Jesus. I don't know if y'all understand. The button's been pushed already. The, you know the wealth transfer we were prophesying about? The button's been pushed. Oh, he needs some open accounts to dump it into. Lord, here I am. Lord, here I am. And you can trust me. That when you bless me, I'm not going to forget about you. But I'm going to remember that it's you that gives me power to get wealth. That you may establish your covenant, Deuteronomy 8.18. Y'all got this here? I'm, I'm gonna leave you with this here, and I'll I'll, I'll I'll get to the next part next week. Multiply to increase in number, especially greatly or in multiples. Multiplication is accelerated addition. Am I right about it? It's an order. In school, you learn addition, subtraction, multiplication, division. That's God's order. You learn Matthew 6.33, addition. Then you learn subtraction. Subtraction, yes. He removes the first that he may establish a second. Many times, what he removed from you is seed. When he challenges you to sow a seed, he's removing that seed so he can establish the harvest. Because once you sow a seed, you have something now called multiplication. 
I don't care if we're talking about having a baby. It's got to be a seed. Growing, growing potatoes, you got to have a seed. You got to have something. Animals, you got to have a seed. Don't get nervous on me right here. You got to have a seed. Because without a seed, there's no multiplication. So, he, so you go through addition, subtraction, multiplication, and once you get multiplication, then your job is to now take what God has given you multiplication and divide it. Jesus multiplied the fish and the loaves, gave them to the, disi- to the disciples, and they divided. When the grace and the power of God hits your life and hits your finances, you're going to have the job, the pleasure, the privilege of dividing it. And you know, division is just multiplication flipped over. It's the same operation, just flipped over. So every, every time you flip it, it flips back. So every time you divide, there's, more, there's another multiplication happening. Y'all went to school, didn't you? Every time you, you divide, you just multiply and... and It's a non-stop. Second yes, <laughs> Corinthians nine, ten, and eleven. Jesus, y'all hear me? It's late, man. It's nine fifteen. I told you that there is no, there's no multiplication without seed. Put Genesis one twenty eight back on the screen. Show the whole chapter, Kirkland. Genesis one twenty eight. Genesis one twenty eight. <laughs> this one we've been reading, right? Read it. Hurry up. Read it. Read it. Read. Hurry up. Stop. Y'all know the rest, right? Put verse twenty nine on the screen. He's, God said, see? He just, oh, Jesus. He just told him, I'm going to bless you. You be fruitful and multiply. Then he said, see? See what I've given you? Now, if you want to keep reading, you read verse 30. He's going to say the birds and all that kind of stuff. They don't have that. Because they, they're, they're not called to be fruitful and multiply in the way you are. Now, if you read the beginning of Genesis chapter 1, he tells the birds, be fruitful and multiply. But he means just keep having babies. Not to sow and reap. Jesus said that in Matthew 6, they don't sow or reap. Aren't you greater than the birds? Yes. You got a higher system. So for you to get Genesis 1.28, I'm going to give you Genesis 1.29. See, I have given you every herb that you'll see, which is on the face of all the earth. And every tree whose fruit yields seed. So it's division, multiplication. Keep flipping over and over and over again. Just keep, just keep flipping it. Just keep flipping it. Just keep flipping it. To you it shall be for food. That word food in the Greek literally means provision. So your provision is going to come. He don't mean just enough. He's talking about supernatural multiplication. 
2 Corinthians 9, 10, 11. Watch this. 2 Corinthians 9, 10, 11. Oh, God. I'm going to read this and I'm going to try to run up out of here. Now, may he who supplies, may he who supplies, why? Because he wants you rich. He wants you to be fruitful and multiply. So guess what he's going to do? He's going to supply. He just told us that in Genesis 1.29. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Supply and multiply the seed you keep in the bank. Oh, y'all missed it. Multiply the seed you keep in your pocket. Multiply the seed you spend in the mall. Oh no, he said, most people see you have sown. So he can't multiply until you sow it. <laughs> the devil wants to trip people out of sowing. Hold on to it. Spin it on your own lust. And God is saying, no, see, if you do that, then you got to live off that. If you do that, you got to live off that. I don't want you living off that. I want you living off the fruits of your righteousness. Put, put verse 11 on the screen. Verse 11. While you are enriched, made rich, in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. So how does it work? God supplies seed. We sow it or invest it. He multiplies. I, 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 Y'all remember this from math. The parts of a multiplication sentence are the multiplicand, the multiplier, and the product. The first number in the multiplication, if you say three times nine, the first number is the multiplicand. That's what you start with. The multiplier is the, what you multiply it by, and the answer is the product. So for us, in our multiplication facts, the multiplicand is the seed. The multiplier is the blessing. And the product is your harvest. Multiplication facts. That's just how it works. Well, I don't know if that's right. Well, he gives seed to the sower. He's he going to give it to you. Why? He wants you rich. I need you in this. Here. I'm in other words, it's God saying, I'm going to front you. Now, I never, I never dealt drugs. I, I was never in a drug game. I was never in a drug game, but I, I've learned from enough, enough drug dealers I had come to my barbershop when I used to cut hair that when a guy want to get you in the game, he want to he want he want to turn you on. Uh, he, what he gonna do? He gonna front you something, cause he know he know you ain't got enough to buy a kilo yourself. You just starting out. So what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna front you something, but I'm expecting a return more than what I gave you. And once that person. Uh, gets in that that flow, yeah. he realizes, wow, look at that. Now, he don't front you. You take out of what you already made, what you already produced, and now you're going to reproduce. Yes. 
That's hustle theology, ain't it? You ain't learn that in no church but seed and grace. That's just how it works. But in the kingdom, we ain't got to hustle. We ain't got to grind. But we have to uh, have work of our hands. And the primary work of our hands is sowing. All right, I'm out of time. Y'all stand up. Y'all stand up. Y'all come back next week. I'm going to dig in some more. I, I got some place I want to take you. But it's going to take me a, a while to get through it. So that I, it, I cut off here. Is this heavy, y'all? This is enough for y'all tonight? Y'all can chew on this for seven days. I've been I've been learning Spanish. I, I went to Spanish in middle school and high school. And I've been trying to bring it back up. Uh, one of my daughters, Lydia, is taking Spanish in her college class, so it's allowing me to kind of sharpen a little bit. And I'm, I'm trying to learn the distinction, somebody help me if you know it, between uh, yo and estoy. Uh, yo, 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 or estoy, which also means I am. Both, both phrases mean I am. But one, yo, uh, is, is what? Singular. Well, no, they're, they're both singular. Yeah, I am. One, no, no, that's not, that's not the truth. Y'all guessing. I, Here's because I ask Spanish people, so they tell me one of them is a permanency, like to say I am black, versus the other one is like I am hungry. Huh? You know which one is which, Kirkland? Yo, yo is what I am. Like I am black. I'm a man. Yo, yo, yo es es un hermano. Yo, yo es un hermano. I am a man. Right. Oh, no, that's brother. I, I'm a, a muchacho. I am a man. Okay? Or I am tall. That, that's, some, that's something that doesn't change. Versus estoy, like I am hungry. Or uh, yo, uh, yo uh, estoy, uh, vamos, avoid uh, mercado. I'm going to the store. So there's a difference. Why am I saying that? Because you've got to get, it's easy for us to say, Joe, right, Joe es negro, I'm black. But to say, Joe es rico, I don't know how to say that. It's who you are. You don't have to become rich. If you are in Christ, yo soy rico. I am rich. Now, you may be estoy, uh, I don't know the word for poor. You know that, Adrian, poor? 
Poverto, Poverto, uh, uh, hungry, uh, low, uh, okay. But in other words, in other words, you may be in a lack situation. Pobre. But that's not permanent. So don't speak that. I am rich. I might be, be between jobs, but I am rich. I might be on limited funding right now, but Josorico, I am rich. See, that's, that's what I am. See, it's got to be, be like that for us. Now, if you were to talk to a person in Spanish, they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't say that because they, they, they look at, you know, in the natural speaking, that is a natural situation that can change, be here today. And, not, and no, I'm talking about by the spirit. It's not an estoy, it's a soy. I am. I am that. You got it? Because God needs me to be. The blessing is on you. He's causing you to produce, and he will help you reproduce. To be fruitful and multiply, to add, to increase greatly in multiples. In multiples. In multiples. You could have got one chair. But you got eight. That's multiples. <laughs> Kirkland told me today about opportunity that, that is coming across his path. He was talking about adding another, uh, if you mind, if I, can I say this? Talking about adding another booth, photo booth for, you know, he has that big business photography and what, everything. See him about all that stuff. But he was just talking to me like two days ago, yesterday, during the day, about adding a booth to his, to his, his business already has. He goes to an event last night, and uh, he hasn't done that yet. He hasn't been hasty yet to do it. They want to do it. You told me about it Monday. But went to an event last night and found out a lady said this guy, had, he's retiring and has 30-something booths, 37. He wants to sell almost all of them at, at for nothing. In other words, God said, no, I don't want one. I want you to have multiples. Oh, y'all follow what I'm saying to you? This is, this, is the, this is the dispensation we're in. We're in the multiple dispensation. I need you to expect great increase. Multiplication in your life. Substantial increase. This is what, this, this where you are now. Welcome. Welcome. Enjoy. Follow God. Do his will. Lord, thank you tonight for the generosity of your spirit that you would lavish on us this kind of word and revelation that you are, that you appeal back the covers of the mysteries of the kingdom of God and show us things that many others have never seen and some may never see. But thank you, Lord, that 
our eyes are blessed for they see and our ears are blessed for they hear. So tonight, God, we thank you that you have shown us these wondrous things. And God, we, will, we know that some work must be done in our souls. We've got to do a little more meditation that it becomes our revelation, that it becomes meaningful to us and becomes permanently implanted in the soul of our hearts. This word will produce in us what you said it to produce. Now I pray, Father, that any um, hindrance the enemy tries to bring is, is bound, removed, and that these, your people, are free to accept the fullness of what you revealed to us tonight and that we may walk in it for your kingdom, for your glory, to advance and get the gospel out all over the world and for our enjoyment. So the world will know that there's a difference between those who are righteous and those who are unrighteous, that there is profit in serving God. We thank you, Father, that we are blessed. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God.